good morning everyone. It's uh, 7.15 here, just Resurrection Sunday, and I'd uh, like to welcome you to our sunrise service. Um, I'm here by myself uh, because of our uh, limited ability to gather and stuff and uh, times such as these, but uh, I wanted to bring a sense of normalcy to our uh, normal Resurrection Sunday routine, and because of that, I, uh, I've, I've decided to come to what is affectionately called Warren Pond as we normally host our Sunday, our sunrise service at this location. As you can see, the, the sun is in the trees behind me and it's, it's risen and uh, we can celebrate uh, the fact that our Savior is risen indeed. And uh, this morning I, I'd like to do a couple things. Uh, I've got a couple hymns I'd like to sing. Um, I'm not a singer, so bear with me, but I'd also like a, to read a couple passages of scripture and maybe give you a little bit of a hope and encouragement this morning as part of our Easter sunrise service. So, but before we start, if you would be so kind as to pray with me, uh, we can uh, ask the Lord to bless this time that we have together and uh, we can ask his blessing over the message. Let's pray together. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for today. We praise you for who you are and what you've done and we praise you for the fact that we can come together today and worship you and celebrate our victory that we have in Jesus because he lives. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because he lives, we've been broken free of the bondage of sin, and we've been set free to the point we've been justified to stand before you, a righteous being, because of Jesus Christ. Not because just of his crucifixion, but because he's risen. Indeed, his crucifixion and his sacrifice was sufficient. Your grace is sufficient for us. We do praise you this morning for this opportunity to worship you, and we praise you for the ability to, to uh, present our bodies as a living sacrifice to you. We ask you to bless this time that we have together, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me this morning. Once again, welcome to our, uh, our sunrise service. And uh, I'd like to uh, read a passage of scripture to start off this morning before we go into a, a song of praise. And it's going to be out of Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. We're going to start in verse 1. And I want us to uh, highlight a couple of things here. It says, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? Let me say that again. Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. They remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James. Also the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles. But these words appeared to them as nonsense and they would not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen wrappings only and he went away to his home marveling at what had happened. Do we marvel this morning at the risen Savior? I do. 
I don't marvel as, as I'm surprised, but I marvel at the grace and mercy of our Lord that he fulfilled those prophecies told so long ago. Today, I, I'd like for us to sing a song before we get into our little message this morning. And I'd like to sing uh, a song, um, Because He Lives. And as I said before, I'm not, a, I'm not a musically inclined person typically, so if you would bear with me and uh, allow me some grace as I, as I sing this. God sent His Son, they called Him Jesus, He came to love, heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds the future And life is worth the living Just because He lives How sweet to hold A newborn baby And feel the pride And joy He gives but greater still the calm assurance this child can face uncertain days because he lives because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know He holds the future And life is worth the living Just because He lives And then one day I'll cross the river I'll fight life's final war with pain And then as death gives way to victory i'll see the lights of glory and i'll know he reigns because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because i know he holds the future, and life is worth the living just because He lives. Thank you for joining me with a hymn, and I, I'd like to go into our, our passage of Scripture where I want to I want to focus on a few things this morning. We're going to still be in Luke chapter 24, still in Luke chapter 24, but this time we're going to start in verse 36. And this is, this is after the resurrection, but I want, to, I want us to understand something, that every event that happened after the resurrection, between the actual resurrection of Jesus and the ascension into heaven, those are acts that testify to the fact that our Lord lives. They testify to the fact that our Lord lives. 
You know, it, it says in the scriptures, the Bible tells us that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, all things will be established. Well, those, those actions that have happened on the road to Emmaus, which we're not going to read today, but those other actions that we're going to cover today, all those witnesses prove testimony and testify to the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ does in fact live, and he still lives today. In Luke chapter 24, verse 36, it says, While they were telling these things, he himself stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be to you. But they were startled. <coughs> Excuse me. They were startled and frightened and thought that they were seeing a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And then while they still could not believe it because of their joy and amazement, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it before them. Now he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that he, the Christ, would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending you forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. The first thing I'd like to talk to you about this morning the first thing he says peace be to you in verse 36 and in verse 38 he says why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts see my hands and my feet that it is I myself touch me and see for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have one of the things I want us to understand is that we have to have a peace only Jesus Christ brings true peace and the very fact that he died and was buried and he rose on the third day that we're celebrating today on this resurrection day, we have peace in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In fact, the Apostle Paul writes to his church at, to, to, the, to the church at Philippi in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. He says, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, submit your petitions before the Lord. And in verse 7, he closes out that little thought and he says, In the peace of God which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, it's only in Christ Jesus that we can have that peace that no one can explain. It's only in Christ Jesus do we have true peace. It's only in Christ Jesus do we have true life. And the fact of the matter is, is that it's because Jesus Christ is Lord over the resurrection, as he says after his, his friend Lazarus dies in John chapter 11, as we covered on our little Good Friday service, in John chapter 11, he says, I am Lord of the resurrection. He's the Lord of the resurrection. He also says that he will lay his life down and he will bring it, he will rise it back up again. Nobody makes him die and nobody brings him up. He is the control of life and death. And we have that peace in knowing him today that we, because we believe in Jesus Christ, know that we also will live eternally. The second thing I'd like to reach about to you this morning is when he says, 
in verse 44, he says, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. This, this passage of scripture is, is unique in this verse in that it has three different things. Three things. All the things written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. A few moments ago, you heard me preach and speak to you that the Bible teaches us that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, all things will be confirmed. Well, Jesus himself gives three witnesses. The law of Moses testifies to Jesus Christ. The prophets testified and prophesied of the coming Messiah and that he would die a cruel death like in Isaiah 53 and part of Isaiah 54, that he would die a cruel death. And the, and the Psalms speak in Psalm 1610 that they would not let his body undergo decay. That means that it was a messianic psalm, a messianic promise in that psalm of 1610 that says that he will rise again, that they will not let the Holy One, the Anointed One, undergo decay. So those are three things in that passage of Scripture that testify to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, he gives us a third point today. He says, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer, in verse 46, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day, and that repentance... For forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. What we have to understand here, and um, uh, we're going to cover another passage here to kind of uh, hit our point home. But what we have to understand here is that our Lord and our Savior had to do go through the things that he went through. Not only because he can bring peace and bring true life to those who believe in him, and not only because the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms testify to these things, but he says that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the third day. Because only through his resurrection can we claim Christianity. Only through his resurrection can we claim to be saved. Because the crucifixion, as beautiful as that was, a beautiful picture of a lamb being brought to slaughter, of the perfect Passover sacrificial lamb being brought to slaughter, as beautiful as that picture was, and his submission to the Father, to the will of God, and living that, that testimony of a sacrificial life that God had called him to live, as beautiful as that was, it would mean nothing without the resurrection. The very fact that Jesus died is a beautiful thing, like I said. But if we did not have the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we could not claim life eternal through him. I want us to understand that this morning in this third and final point, that without the resurrection, there would be no such thing as Christianity. Without the resurrection, there would be no such thing as the promise of eternal life. Because Without the resurrection, there would be no forgiveness of sin and remission of sin by the blood of Jesus. It's because of the resurrection, that climactic experience, the three days after he died. That's what gives us the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And he says this as a proclamation. He says... You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. He speaks of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit he's going to give to us, which we learn about in John 14 and John 16. He gives that to us. And he says, but you are, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> but you are to stay into the city until you are clothed with power from on high. He gives them an order. He says, you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. He gives them the order and he says, wait. And in Psalm 46.10, we also have the same words echoed that are echoed right here. We are to be still, cease striving, and know that he is God. This was a time for the disciples to rest, to rejuvenate, and prepare for the coming of the Holy Spirit. As we, as we know of that happens in Acts chapter 2. 
on the day of Pentecost, which is 50 days after the Passover. So shortly, shortly after Jesus uh, resurrects and he has these words, we have the ascension. And I want to I cover a, a few words during that time in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. What we have to understand is the very power, the word power uh, in the Greek dunamis is the word that we get our English word dynamite from. The explosive power of the Holy Spirit will come upon them at the day of Pentecost. And we know it's an explosive power because we know the words in Luke, uh, excuse me, in Acts chapter 2 record that 3,000 souls were saved on the day of Pentecost because they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So what we have to understand is that we, not only because of the resurrection, do we have life eternal not only because of the resurrection can we claim life eternal and claim this victory in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but it's also because of the resurrection that Jesus, when he ascended after the resurrection, he gave to us the Holy Spirit. And because we have the Holy Spirit, we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit and we can live a life that's pleasing to God. But without believing in any of this, the sad truth is that there are many people who don't believe in the resurrection of Christ. They don't even believe that he was crucified. And the sad thing is, is that's a path that leads straight to hell. Because there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood, as we learn in Hebrews. There is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. And because there's no remission of sin without the shedding of blood, if people refuse to accept our Lord and Savior that rose today, they will perish for all eternity in hell. So I ask you, dear friend, if you're a Christian to this morning, you should, res you should celebrate this not as Easter, but as Resurrection Sunday. Because it's only because of the resurrection that we even celebrate this day. The resurrection of our Lord, our King, our High Priest, and our Savior, our Redeemer, our Reconciler, our Mediator between us and God. He has all these, all these things. He has all these titles. And we celebrate Him today on this Resurrection Day. And because of this, because of this Resurrection Sunday... We have what we call victory in Jesus. This is one of my 400 favorite hymns, and I'd like to sing this to you this morning. I'd like for you to join with me as I sing. Sing in your home. I'm singing to a cell phone camera by myself, so I know you all can join me. But as we celebrate this victory in Jesus today, we can sing this and know that we do have victory in Jesus. For those of us who love him, and are called according to his purpose and accept his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection as Lord and Savior. Let's sing together. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning Of his precious blood's atoning then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing. 
How he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. As we go this morning and conclude our sunrise service, I pray that you take to heart some of the things that we talked about this morning. We take to heart the fact that we can have peace only through Jesus Christ. We can't know true peace until we know Jesus. Know Jesus, N-O-W, no peace, N-O-W. Know Jesus, N-O, know Jesus, equals N-O, no peace. Only through Jesus Christ can we have true peace. Second thing I want us to remember this morning on the second point I made is that there were three witnesses that testified to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have those, those pictures and that imagery in the Law of Moses. We also have several prophets that came to prophesy about the coming Messiah, namely Isaiah, and we have some in Daniel. And, and, we, and we learn that the, the, the Savior, the Messiah of the world, the Son of, the Son of God, the King, King Jesus, had to come <clears throat> and be a servant for us to die so that we could have remission of sins. So that's the, the, and the Psalms testify to that also, those three things. And the last thing I want us to know is that we have power in Jesus Christ. There's power and victory in the name of Jesus, not only because he rose on the third day like he said he would, that without the resurrection there would be no no Christianity because the resurrection is the culmination, the pinnacle, the, the, the climactic point of salvation in Jesus Christ. But he also gave us the Holy Spirit and that we could live free through him. So it's these thoughts I want to leave you with this morning, and I ask you that you'll pray with me as we close out our service. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very thankful and grateful today that Jesus Christ died on the cross, that he was buried, he conquered death, hell, and the grave, and he conquered the grave by rising again like he said he would. He has the power to lay his life down and to bring it back up again, and that's exactly what he did. And because of that power that Jesus Christ has in life, and resurrection he uses that power to resurrect us and bring us into newness of life not just at the at eternity when we stand before that that judgment as christians 
but he also gives it to us now and that we are when we are baptized when we accept jesus christ and we follow in believers baptism you give us this ordinance of baptism to symbolically reference the newness of life that comes when we accept jesus christ because we accept his death we accept his burial and we, we, we accept his resurrection. And that's why the words that are said when someone is baptized, it says, buried in the likeness into his death and raised to walk in newness of life. We have a newness of life in Christ Jesus because he rose again. And I pray that today all people will realize, those who don't know you and those who do know you as Lord and Savior, we will all come to realize and remember that we have life in Jesus Christ because he rose again. I pray, I pray, Father, that you give us a blessing today, that you bless us as we worship you today, as we seek to strive to serve you in our daily lives, and you'll be with us until we meet again. And it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ that we do so humbly pray. Amen and amen. Be blessed, and we'll see you again.